Hello, everybody. I'm Deacon David. <laughs> Lifers and Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon David. And oh, I can't get it. And Lifers and Lisa, Lisa show. Well, welcome back, everybody. And we are continuing on in our series of the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And we are now, Lisa, to the words of institution and consecration. And so after um, the epiclesis, right, mm -hmm. the calling down of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. Um, in the person of Christ, mm -hmm. okay, and, and you'll notice that the priest and, and the way he talks is different. Yeah, like in a lower voice. Well, he's also, of. actually, it's Jesus himself who is speaking. Yes. And yes. if you look in the Roman Missal, all the all the words are capitalized. Oh, completely capitalized. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's all caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he says, he holds the um, the, host. The, the host up. Mm -hmm. He says, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Mm hmm Right, and at this point, the Eucharist is elevated to show the people, and this moment is reminiscent, Lisa, of ancient Israel, who on certain feasts during the year would bring out the bread of the presence and show it to the people. Yeah, and the Israelites believed that God was truly present in the bread of the presence, or the shoe bread. The shoe bread, the shoe S bread. not S H O E, but S H E W. E -W right? Yeah, good clarification. So this shows continuity, right, between the old law, but then also the words tell us that Christ has changed the only acceptable sacrifice which we offer to God. Yes. Did and I... this is when we ring the bells three times. Exactly. Exactly. And then he puts the host down, mm -hmm. takes the chalice, and what does he say? Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and ever Oops, excuse me. The blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, many for the, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And so this whole idea, well, let's not get to the memory part, right? So the blood of the covenant also points to the history of Israel with God. Yes. And every time God offered a covenant to the people, it was always sealed with blood, but they people always failed. So that's why um, Jesus had to come. So often it was the blood of an animal, but in the case of Abraham, it was his own via circumcision. And blood was important in Israelite thought as that carried the life force. Yeah, if one made a covenant, it was not an agreement between two parties, but rather it was a mutual giving of two persons to each other that could not be undone, Lisa. Oh, like a marriage. But like you just said, time and again, the Israels broke the stipulations of the covenant. And therefore, there would be successive covenants until who came? Christ, the Paschal Lamb, the one true sacrifice offered once for all, instructs us that this form of sacrifice and shedding of blood, his own, Jesus's, is the only covenant we will ever need for eternity. Right. So God is holding up both ends of the covenant. Yes. It's really easy, Lisa, to take these words for granted because we've heard them so many times. We need to look at these words in the light of the Passover meal. The annual feast that celebrated the foundational night in Israel's history when God liberated them from Egypt. Yeah. And year after year, the story of the first Passover is reenacted. And so on the first oh, I... Passover, what did, what did God do? What did he instruct the people to sacrifice an unblem unblemished lamb, eat the lamb, and then mark the doorpost with the um, blood of the lamb. Yeah, so the families who participated in this ritual were spared when the firstborn sons of Egypt were struck down in the 10th plague. Yes. And so year after year, the story of the first Passover 
is reenacted. Yeah, and now, the Israelites celebrated the annual Passover as a liturgical memorial or a not forgetting. Anamnesis. No, not anamnesis. Anamn. No. Uh, anamnesis. Yes, in Greek. Right. So this is. So it's the same thing at Mass, right? So we're not reenacting. This is not like the 10,000th version. Yeah. We are actually entering in to the one last supper. The past event is made present yeah. to those who are celebrating the feast. Yes. And the Jewish people see it exactly the same way. Yes. So it's not just about a recollection of past events, right? But the proclamation of the mighty works wrought by God for all of us. And the Passover event was extended in time so that each new generation could participate spiritually in this foundational event of their liberation from servitude. And this is why it's called the one sacrifice for all. We don't re-crucify Christ at every Mass, okay? But rather, we are brought through space and time to be present during his one sacrifice on the cross. Yeah, and this is truly what is happening when the priest offers the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Yeah, it is done as a memorial or a not forgetting participation in Christ's one sacrifice, which would be the new and eternal covenant. Yeah, and as a side note, this is why the altar is supposed to be made out of stone or marble, because it represents the rock on Golgotha that the cross of Christ was placed on. And the altar stone is the place of sacrifice, which we are allowed to participate. So there's two things that are happening here, Lisa. There's, mm -hmm. There is our participation in the one last supper. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifice of, of, of Christ, Christ crucified. Calvary. Right. Yeah. So those two things are being made present during the sacrifice of the Mass. Yeah. Pretty powerful stuff. Yes, huh, very. Lisa? Yes. All right. Well, yes, I, Deacon David. Deacon David or David? I don't know. It's fine. It works for me. Depends it, what country you're um, in. So we're going to move on in our next episode after this, okay? Okay. So I'm Deacon David or David. <laughs> My person, Lisa. We will see you next time. Adios. Bye.